Yes, it's Monday, and I love donning these headphones on a Monday, speaking into this microphone and talking to you, the wonderful listeners of We Need to Talk About Ghosts. It's hosted by me, Kev Eustace. Hello, and that's what we say at the start. How are you all doing? It's a Monday. It's the start of a new week. You can do anything this week, anything you want to. Come on, let's do it. I've no idea what that pep talk was about, but there you go, you can have it for free. Of course, we have all of the usual stuff going on today. I'm going to give you a paranormal review, so you don't have to do one for yourself, because that'd be weird. We're going to go to Becca's Reddit corner, and she's going to scare us from the internet. I don't know why that was a wolf. And of course, my favourite part of each and every week, indeed it is, we get to talk about your true ghost stories. So don't forget, guys, if you've got one, or I always say if you're sat on one, Who sits on stories? I'm just going to sit on these and let them hatch. Well, if yours have hatched and you've got an uncomfortable bum because they're scratching at your cheeks, fucking hell, Kevin. Anyway, uh, email them in to contact at talkaboutghost.com and I'll read them out because that's the transaction we all agree to. But before we do any of that, we of course need to say a big thank you to our Patreons. Hooray! Now, when you sign up to Patreon, not only are you supporting the show, and you truly are supporting the show, you also get two extra shows each and every week. Each and every week. That's eight a month. I challenge you to find a show with more Patreon content. Don't look too hard, because there's probably loads. But... What you get is you get a midweek show where I ramble, and as you can tell, I like to do that. And we try to make that funny, or I just give you the thoughts on my brain, because everyone needs to hear that. And then on a Sunday, we attempt as best we can to discuss something paranormal, myself and Becca. And we did so this week, and we managed to squeeze some in. But it's really hard, you know, when you've got other stuff going on, like um, general house admin. And, like, you know, I'll be in the middle of a ghost story and then go, "Uh, did you do those dishes? And then it turns into non-paranormal chat. But we do our best to keep it paranormal. And we really must try harder coming up to Halloween because it's the spooky season. So, anyway, all that aside, if you want to join Patreon, and you should, it's fun, you need to head over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. And when you do so... Not only do you get all of that extra content, and seriously, there's about 200-odd episodes, so you do the math, 200 times 30 minutes is about, what, a billion years' worth of content? I think that's about right. Um, You get all that, I also sing your name as a thank you on the show. Yes, we do. And I have four wonderful new Patreons that I'm going to do that for right now. We have Jennifer Fickles. I I nearly can't say that name, Jennifer Fickles. It's like a tongue twister. Erin Ramirez, Bizarro Girl. She sounds like a superhero that I want to meet. And Mary Kay Bruton. And this song is for you guys. The guitar is well and truly out. Now let's have some country for these people. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Jennifer Fickles, Erin Ramirez, Mary Kay Bruton too. Then came along some bad guys and we didn't know what to do But along came Bizarro Girl, she said I know what to do Cause I'm the most bizarre superhero that you'll do By doing me meat, it just didn't rhyme Anyway, thanks for signing up to Patreon, you gang of legends You're helping the show stay on the air And you're also helping penguins I didn't mean the penguin bit But I'm running out of words But thank you from the bottom of my big fat bloody hearse By hearse, I mean heart 
But again, I'm struggling with my rhymes lately. Oh, I didn't even add on to a seventh. Us. Heart. God, that was a nightmare, wasn't it? It didn't even work. Anyway, thank you, guys. If you'd like to join Patreon, head over to patreon.com forward slash we need to break guitars. Don't do that. I've just dropped it. No, you need to head over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. Anyway, should we have a paranormal review? I think we shall. Yes, it's indeed time for a paranormal review where I review something paranormal so that you don't have to. And this week we're going to look or listen even to a podcast. And that podcast is a podcast called The Cryptonaut Podcast. Now you may be aware of this show and if not, allow me to introduce it to you. So basically it's a show, it's hosted by, I think it's three guys... And they have good intermingling banter with each other about all things strange and weird. And I, it recently popped up on my rotation, so I've started giving it a listen. And I like it. It's great background stuff. Sometimes I have a little chuckle along with them. And they cover all sorts of weird, the whole gamut of weird. Now, I know this is a ghost show that I do here. And there are people who are just into ghosts, and I get that. I completely get that. They're not interested in UFOs, monsters, conspiracy theories. But some people are, some people like the whole gamut. And I'm using the word gamut far too much. But I am one of those people. I do like anything weird or cryptid or 14 or anything like that. And these guys do a great job of covering those sorts of topics. So, for example, in this week's episode, they have, it's called, Vampires, Calamity Demons and Sea Monsters Ahoy! Yes, it is. And it's episode 262, which means one thing, it's bingeable. So you can put it on and they're like an hour long in length, sometimes over, sometimes just under. But it's really good. It's a nice thing to have on in the background when you're doing stuff. Now, I've no earthly idea how big this podcast is. It could be huge and you all might be going, yeah, I know about it. But it also could not be that big and the need more eyes on it. So I don't know. But either way, the cat jumps, you should check it out. I think a lot of you will like it. I think some of you might not, but that's how podcasts are. But me, personally, Kev, hi, I like it. Two thumbs up for the Cryptonaut podcast. Hooray! I'm just going to add a quick disclaimer in here that I've listened to about six episodes so far. I've loved them all. And as of yet, it seems fine. But I've just had a little bit of a panic attack thinking, there's 262 episodes. What if, like, in one of those hundreds of episodes, they say something like, and that's why we hate women, or something like that? I'm sure they don't. Just to say, I'm sure they're all lovely guys. But just as a caveat, thus far, the episodes I've listened to, two thumbs up to the sky, okay? Just want to put that little um, get-out-of-jail-free review-wise card in there. But anyway, up to now, two thumbs up to the sky. Hooray, it's time for my favourite part of the week. I say it every week, and that's because it's the goddamn bloody truth. Americans don't really say bloody, do they? It's such a powerful word over in the UK. Bloody hell, I say quite often. For example, if I lose my vape. Anyway, this is where we tell your true ghost stories or your true paranormal experiences, and I love it because I've never heard them up till this point. I don't even pre-read them. That's how prepared I am. But we've had an email come in from Amanda and she writes, sorry, the title of the email is random, potentially otherworldly. And I say it like that because there's two question marks after it. Anyway, it's from Amanda and she writes, hello, Kevin. Hi, Becca. Hi. Oh, don't know what that was. And the NC. Hope all is well. It is. Thank you. My name is Amanda. And although I believe in the Lord, devil, heaven and hell, I never really believed in ghosts. Fair play. Don't get me wrong, I truly think everyone has a spirit, 
But Casper lurking around your home, not really. I too agree in the Casper thing. I think I've always wanted to be wrong, so ghost hunts, shows and podcasts are fun. I recently began to binge listening to The Dark Paranormal, and when I ran out of those I became a Patreon over there, and now I've started binging We Need to Talk About Ghosts. Why, thank you Amanda, that's very nice of you. Okay, she says, I am rambling. Oh well, welcome to the club, that's what I love to do. Let's have a ramble together, Amanda. She then writes... So let me get into it and maybe you can help me figure out whatever it is I am feeling because I just do not know. Interesting. Okay then, people. This is Amanda's email. I've always had deja vu my whole life. And I don't mean something seems familiar. I mean I can be in a conversation or situation and I know what is coming next, even what someone is going to say. This has happened when I'm at home, visiting family, even on trips to places I've never been. It doesn't seem to happen all the time and it's pretty random when it does. So I typically just brush it off as being weird and me overthinking. Now, as I said before, I believe in the Lord 100%, but I would not consider myself a good Christian. I don't really understand the Bible but my husband, on the other hand, knows it word for word, inside and out. We attend church, have biblical discussions, and I was rebaptized. Fast forward to 2018, when I was in labour with our son. We had issues getting pregnant, but when I did, I had a wonderful and easy pregnancy. The birth, however, was a different story. I was having a very hard time with the medications they were giving me for my induction, and no matter what the doctors would do, either my heart rate or my unborn son's heart rate was bottoming out. With me at the hospital was my husband, my mum and my dad. My husband was at my head area, looking at our heart rate and blood pressure. My mum was sitting on the sofa in the hospital room to my other side, and my dad was a nervous wreck, so he went for snacks. I was so scared I just had my eyes closed and was praying to keep my unborn child safe regardless of what was happening to me. It was at that moment I felt someone sit on my bed and rest their hand on my leg. It was very calming and at the time I figured it was my dad or my husband since it felt like a male's hand. But then my husband spoke. He was still standing at the machine by my head and my dad had not yet come back. Later on when my son was with us and everyone was fine, I asked my husband who sat on the bed, and he said nobody. So I figured I must have imagined it. Or did I? I never had any senses or feelings of otherworldly things until my son was born. Maybe it's just my heightened mother's intuition. But I started to feel a presence in his room. It wasn't all the time, and it wasn't a negative energy, so I didn't think anything of it. That was until we had to move in with my in-laws six months ago. Our house always had religious paraphernalia, but my mother-in-law is a very anti-religious person, even though she grew up with a pastor for a father. My mother-in-law is in poor health, and my father-in-law retired to be with her round the clock. My husband, son and I share a room and my stepdaughter has her own. The energy in the house feels very heavy and negative. My husband and I are fighting all the time and even threatening divorce. 
This could just be the stress, so I try not to overthink it. But we will be perfectly fine all day, talking all the time when outside. But as soon as we get back inside the house, we're at each other's throats. Here is what I cannot figure out. My son is four, and of course kids have nightmares. But they've gotten so bad now that it's almost every night. It's always the same monster with a black hand and long nails grabbing him and pulling him under the bed. I wake up every night around 2 or 3 a.m. I mean every night. I also get a feeling like someone is standing next to my bed when I'm sleeping, that I wake up knowing someone is there but I don't open my eyes. This had me so freaked that I asked my husband to change the side of the bed with me which he did, and although I still wake up at 2 or 3 a.m., I do not get the feeling of someone standing next to me. Oh, I just realized when thinking about sleeping arrangements, my husband's dog started to sleep on the floor next to my side of the bed. Sometimes I would hear him growl at night, but I assumed he was having a dream, as dogs do. When I moved the side of the bed, he did too, and no one can get him to leave the spot he has chosen until morning. Maybe he's being protective, I don't know. The last weird thing is stuff seems to go missing a lot and then shows back up randomly. For example, my husband lost his phone and we looked everywhere to no avail. We asked our son numerous times if he took it or did something with it, but he was adamant he did not. Two days later, we found it sitting on our son's bed, right where we looked, and I even sat on that very spot. So strange. Well, I feel like I've been all over the place with this, so hopefully I am still making sense. Love all your shows, keep it up. Why, thank you, Amanda. Now, bloody hell, let's get serious for a bit here, genuinely, because that sounds terrifying. And from that email alone, with only that to go on, it does sound like it's the house that's causing the issue. What would I do? I say, what would I do? I'll be honest, what, what I would do is absolutely nothing and just panic all the way through it. What I would su suggest other people to do, i.e. you, is to get it cleansed, genuinely. Because think about it, with what's going on with your in-laws, if there's already like a, not a negative feeling, I don't want that to come across the wrong way, but I mean, if your mother-in-law is really unwell, the father's had to retire to look after her. That's going to create, whether they like it or not, or whether they want it or not, resentment and misery and stuff like that. It just will, you know, subconsciously or not. So that's going to be there in the house. And you need to also couple it with whatever else. And we, I don't want to know, none of my business, but with whatever else is going on in your relationship that's making you get at each other's throats, you know, is it that you're living back there that has caused some sort of resentment or anger Whatever it is, it seems like there's a cauldron of negative emotions that now appear to be manifesting in some sort of way, which I'm a total believer in can happen. You know, like that old thing that everybody says when you can walk into a room and know if an argument's taken place because the air is electrically charged with some sort of negative, angry vibe. And you can, we've all had that. We've all walked into a room and sensed that. I know I have. So if you think you can sense that when a small argument's taking place and you walk into a room, if you can sense that because of the energy there, imagine the energy buildup of all those situations going on within the house and what that can do. 
whether that beats just somebody's psyche, like your son's, maybe that's what's giving him the nightmares, he's picking up on all that, or maybe there is something manifesting, I don't know. And I'm not trying to scare anyone, but I would say genuinely, get read up online, get some sage, go and do something, but cleanse it in some way. I mean, and I know that you said your house was previously full of religious paraphernalia and your mother-in-law's very anti-religious. Well, bring something into your bedroom, maybe. You know, try and reintroduce a bit of yourself and that religious aspect back in to that environment and see if that changes anything. Because it's interesting what you say about when you're out and about, you're fine. And when you get back there, you go for each other. That's quite telling. That, to me, says it's where you are. It's not to do with who you are. It's where you are that's creating a situation. Getting very serious here, aren't I? But anyway, that would be my advice for what it's worth, which, as we all know, is less than a carrot. What it did make me think, though, which made me chuckle, is where you're saying, you know, I'm religious, but, like, I'm not a very good Catholic, blah, 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 or Christian, as you say. Well, I'm a terrible Catholic, as we know. I'm a very lapsed. Turns out, get onto this, right? Recently, um, my auntie died a couple of weeks ago. We went to her funeral. She was Catholic, and her sister, my other auntie, she died a couple of years ago, went to her funeral, and she was Catholic. Now, my mother died, obviously, you all know, when I was like 16, and she had a Catholic funeral, but up till two weeks ago, I was convinced my mum was a Protestant because she told me she was a Protestant, right? And on the way back from this funeral the other week with me dad, I said to me dad, why is, like, me Auntie Kitty and me Auntie Sheila both had Catholic funerals? And why did me mum have one if she was a Protestant? And me dad went, what? She wasn't a Protestant? I went, well, she told me she was. And it turns out that me mum told me she would was a Protestant because when I was an altar boy, a good Catholic altar boy, she would never go to Mass. She just didn't want to. But I would say, why don't you come to Mass? You should be coming to Mass because you're a Catholic like us. And she, she turned around and went, no, I'm not. I'm Protestant. I don't need to go. And I was like, oh, fair enough. And just let it lie. So she lied. <gasps> Couldn't believe it. You know, when I die and get to heaven, gonna have words with her. But then my dad said a really funny story. He went, yeah, she never liked churches. He said, um, when my elder brother, my older brother, Paul, is like, she's nearly 50 now. Anyway, he said, when he was a kid, my dad used to take him to a church in the area that they lived in Kirby. Let's say it was called All Saints or something. And he used to take him every Sunday. But my mother would never go because she didn't like churches. And she went once. And apparently the priest come over and said, Oh, hello, Frank, to me dad. Hello, Paul. And who's this? And my dad goes, It's my wife, Pat. So he goes, Oh, hello, Pat. Are you okay? Well, we don't see your face in here very often. And my mum, as opposed to just saying, Yeah, I don't like coming to Mass, said... Yeah, it's not really been the same for me since um, it stopped getting said in Latin. What? And my dad said, I looked at her and thought, what have you just said? And the priest said, oh, did you, do you speak Latin? <laughs> she obviously then just had to go, no, I just, I just liked how it sounded. My dad went, we just, I just grabbed and said, come on, we're going. Oh my God, I mean, what sort of a thing to say? Yeah, it's not for me. You know, ever since they stopped using uh, the Lord's tongue, it, you know, I decided not to show my face. Anyway, God bless your mother, wherever you are. But it certainly won't be in a church, that's for sure. Of course, unless it's a, a Latin-spoke mass, and then she'll be there with bells on, apparently. Anyway, our next email, ironically enough, and this is dead weird because I've just clicked on it and didn't know this in advance, is from a Patricia. And that's obviously my mum's name. Hello, Kevin. Hello. Becca. Hi. 
and hello and purrs, cat of the neighbouring regions. Well, I think that's the best title we've ever had for the NC. And a meow back to you, Patricia. First, please use my first name only. Thank God I did. Patricia, like your dear mum, also named Pat. That's fucking weird. That's very weird. That is so weird. Well, I've freaked myself out here. Um, well, that's very weird. Um, and wow, I've genuinely... Fr- anyway, shut up, Kevin. Get on with the show. But any- but let me just rest assured, that's a little bit freaky. I'll need to check something out. Is it a birthday or something? <laughs> Sending me messages from the other side. That's fucking bizarre, that. Anyway. I- wow. I'm of a certain age, she says. I wrote to you this past January about hearing three knocks on the window. And I'm glad to say... Sorry, can I just say as well? Um... This is now getting a little bit self-absorbent, but I don't care, really. It's my show. What can you do? But th- three knocks on the window was what happened just after my mum died as well. We we would hear it on the living room window. Anyway, it's getting fucking bizarre now. And if she's here in the room, sorry, mother, for swearing quite a lot, but um, there you go. I wrote to you in the past January about hearing about three knocks on the window. I'm glad to say we haven't heard them lately. Here's a little story. Not ghosts, not creepy. Why have you sent it in then, Pat? Bloody hell. But, well, how would I know this? Here we go. This is Pat's email. About eight years ago, my good friend Ginny lost her husband, Jim, unexpectedly. She lived about 200 miles from me, and I was sad that I could not be with her at the time. I'd met him once, and he was a lovely fellow. I decided that I could make and send her a virtual hug in the form of a comfort shawl. The sewing circle at my church would make these, along with soft throws, to give to members who were ill or in hospice, or had lost a loved one, or were in need of some extra love. So I headed off to my local fabric store, intending to buy some nice sunny yellow fabric. There were several bolts of yellow fabric, along with an entire rainbow of colours that would brighten anyone's day. Just as I was about to pick up a bolt of yellow, my eyes were drawn to several bolts of red. No, I already have yellow in mind, I thought. Look at the red intruded into my mind. I had the impression of a very small entity standing next to me, like a little Jawa from Star Wars. The red, it repeated. I really want the yellow, I protested. Get the red, said the little Jawa in my mind. I looked back and forth between the two colours, but felt myself drawn more and more to the red fabric. Then the little figure became Jim, still in my head, still small and dressed like the Jawa. He smiled and said, get the red. So I got the red, made the shawl and sent it to my friend. Ginny then sent me a note in due time, thanking me for the shawl and saying red was Jim's favourite colour. Wow, Pat, that is grand. I do love that. That is brilliant. And um, thank you for giving me one of the most weirdest sensations ever on a podcast. Genuinely, sincerely, and whatever other words mean, I mean it. Anyway, thank you very much for all your stories today, guys. That's been brilliant. Uh, I'm a little bit freaked out. I'm going to have a little rest before we go to Becca's Corner. You guys won't. It's going to be a jingle and then we'll hear Becca. But, you know, that's how it goes. So let's head to the dark and dingy corner known as Becca's Reddit Corner. Ladies and gentlemen, now it is time for Paranormal Reddit Corner with Becca. Yes, it's time for everyone's favourite part of the week, if your name's Becca, and it's Becca's Reddit Corner. Well, it's time for my favourite part of the week. I'm joking, I was implying that no one liked this part apart from you, 
But everyone likes this part. <laughs> That's dead mean. It was dead mean, wasn't it? I'm so sorry. Welcome! No one likes you! Everybody hates this bit! I don't know why we're doing it, we're only doing it for you! No, 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 everybody loves this part. It's, it's the end of the show, each and every week. Okay. It's the closer, as Dave Chappelle would say. The headline. The headline act, yeah, yeah. The main event. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anything spooky happened in the house that we need to add to the canon thus far? No. No? Okay, well thank you for the update. We will always ask. Um, getting this for a weird little set of Jim Harold, right? Mm. Um, I'm Jim Harold. What a doozy! That was my impression. That was an awful impression. Even okay. I know that he doesn't sound okay. like that. Okay, well there yeah. Um, hmm. Gee, where's that a head scratcher? That was quite better. Anyway, he often talks about the show finding its own sort of path. Mm. You know, like through stories being told. Yeah. Get on this. You know, I don't pre-read anything. Mm. Um. Read a story, it was about somebody who was a lapsed Catholic, blah, 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 blah. I then go into um, talking about the hysterical story about my mum saying that she was Protestant, but only to me. Yeah. So that she, didn't, yeah. So that she didn't have to go to church. <laughs> really funny. Um, and then about my dad once taking her to a church and her saying to the priest, the reason she didn't go was because they stopped doing the Mass in Latin. <laughs> yeah, that's also brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and anyway, just like big thing about mum. Anyway, the next email that I read starts off with, my name's Patricia, like your dear mum, Pat. Right, mm. just dead weird yeah. thing. And um, it really like th- threw me for a loop. And then she says, the, the writer says, um, I sent you something in January about the three knocks on the window. Now, have I told you in the past about the three knocks on the living room window that we used to have after my mum died? And like we would, me and our cat and our Paul would all be like, "Did you hear that?" And we did. Vaguely, it rings a bell. It was so weird that you know it was just like a proper, I don't know. Mm. We get into a headspace thinking about someone, and then yeah. somebody says, mm. "You know that thing." It's dead weird, anyway. Just thought to share. That makes that just kills me. That um, pretending to be Protestant to get you to shut up. Yeah, and also <laughs> I just love it. You absolute little nerd. Why aren't you going to church? No one. Why aren't you going to church? <clears throat> No, you should be going to church and finally she just like pretends she was a different religion. And you know what the thing is though as well? It proves that, I didn't think it was like this, but it proves that I've got that fucking um, Catholics are better than Protestants (laughs) sort of angle in me. Yeah. Um, What's the word? Like um, Superiority complex. Yeah, no, 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 no. Like, um, oh, forget the name. But. What do you mean? Uh Well, you know, like where, like the the whole Catholic against Protestant sort of thing. Mm, Yeah. Like, I must have part of that in me and didn't like the think the competitive that, or the animosity. Yeah, I didn't think that I had that in me, but because obviously Protestants still go to church. Well, yeah, I know that's the other thing that you just immediately dropped it. Like, well, but yeah, of course you, Protestants still go exactly, to church. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when she went, I'm Protestant. I was like, oh yeah, and they don't, they don't, they don't mind. They don't, they Ugh, yeah, do, yeah. They're not that arsed. <laughs> it's come like yeah, they're only exactly like, yeah. like part yeah, they're so, part timers anyway. They're rubbish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I thought well, you don't really need to go to church. You're a Protestant because it's a plasy <laughs> religion anyway. It's like what that must have been me, me, my state of mind, which I don't believe. That's obviously, I do believe. I don't believe. I don't believe. Probably well, well or did. I did as a child, anyway, yeah. Some altar boy I was. Anyway, um, I don't genuinely believe that, by the way. I don't. I don't really. I don't. I'm joking, I'm joking. Um, anyway, this is the one that I've... When I say, as, as we know, I haven't chose this for you to read. It's quite this is long. It's cursory glance stuff. It was from five hours ago, so it's just... Oh, it's okay. fresh off the press. Fresh off the press, as they say. Too far. And this is your one for Reddit Corner this week. Okay. Um, this story is by Igadit Katzilla. 
Oh, Mr. and Mrs. Katzilla's son, of That's course. Not interested in Katzilla, obviously. Um, and the title is Heard This in My Room Last Night and It Freaked Me Out. Oh, well, it wouldn't have been you because you're speaking so low. So allow me to welcome you to Reddit Corner with Becca. Thank you. Let's begin. Let's begin. And you can pipe down. Well, you can pipe up. You can pipe down. <laughs> hey, folks. So I usually meditate when I go to sleep, and usually I hear these loud-ass pops in my room, which take me straight out of my meditative state. They sound like the drawer in my room cracking loudly. So this, these are both usual things. I usually meditate, and I'm usually dragged back out of it by these loud. Well, pops. yeah, I, 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 yeah, no, I'm, okay. I'm with them so far. Or okay. Her, okay. Or they. Got twenty twenty two. Can you anyway. pipe down? Yes, go on. Honest to God. I asked, and some said this is normal, but I wasn't so sure. Anyway, last night I had visited and was reading some of the stuff on the demonic subreddit. Did you know there was a demonic subreddit? I do now, and I'm I fucking going there. Some googling at the second we stop recording. Um, I'm not involved in anything weird at all to do with Ouija boards or summoning or any crazy stuff. I was just curious about the stuff people talk about there. So anyway, when I went to sleep, I kept hearing random pops. But I swear, what felt weird was this kind of unsettling feeling, like something was in my room with me. Keep in mind, I'm totally alone in my house, other than my brother who sleeps downstairs. So not totally alone in the house. Yeah. After hearing some of these pops, I wanted to see if I could record them, so I kept my audio recorder on. What I caught really freaked me out. There were three knocks. I remember as soon as I heard it, I shot out of bed, thinking no way, and quickly went to check the recorder. After that, I just turned on some Quranic verses on YouTube because I felt uncomfortable, in brackets, and Muslim. This really freaks me out. What does it mean? Also, the background noise you hear is my AC. Is it possible just reading about demons is an invitation for them to come to me? We're not going to play the audio because it's just going to be three knocks. and That, that means nothing audio-wise. Okay. Um, but the question there, is it possible just reading about demons is enough to, for it to, to come to you? What's your answer to that? Or is there any comments to, that says, you know, what, what are the people saying? Um, yeah, so someone's replied, the fact that you are going to sleep as you meditate makes me feel like you are more likely keeping your mind awake as your body falls asleep. This is the mental state people are in when they suffer sleep paralysis, and there are a bevy of common experiences that people have had in this state. Noises in the room, feeling as if a presence is near, seeing a hag or shadow person slash people. It's also a state from which you can launch into a lucid dream. Hmm. The theory is that you are so close to dreaming, so you're experiencing dreamlike hallucinations. But then why do so many see the hag or shadow men? Why is it never unicorns and angels? People say sleep paralysis as though it's some kind of answer to the kind of experience you had, but there are just as many questions to be found down that road. However, you might research sleep paralysis and see what you find and whether it jibes with what you experienced. And the posters replied, this is exactly why I started recording last night. I wanted to know, was this something that I was hearing in my head because of the meditation? Um, what people told me or something else? The knocking was unsettling. I've never heard that before. Interesting. Well, I will say this. As someone, you, you know as well as I do, that I meditate or listen to a meditative tape. Mm-hmm. Tape. Or something on, on the internet. Most nights, don't I? Yeah. Like I try and meditate every night to fall asleep. And... In my attempts to astrally project throughout my life, there have been several occasions when... I've only done it once. I've only achieved it once, as you all know. But um, there's been several times when I've thought I'm coming close. And on a couple of those occasions, what you do get... Or what I, and this really freaked me out. Because I find it freaky when you experience something that you don't know, you've never read anything about, and then you read about it. 
mm. and it, but it's within the world of the supernatural. Do you know what I mean? And you're like, what the fuck? Mm. Um, <clears throat> and one of the times I was lying there in my old in my dad's house, lying on the floor, middle of the afternoon, trying to astrally project, trying to basically do the body asleep, mind awake thing that you're meant to do. Mm-hmm. And as I was doing that, I must have been getting there because I couldn't feel my body, you know, as such. You don't move, so you, you tend to lose that sensation pretty quickly anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I heard what sounded like the sea in my ears and then a loud crack of a whip, nice. like like a proper crack of a whip. Like, whoosh, mm-hmm. So much so I jumped up and looked around and thought, what the, what the fuck was that? Um, and then I read uh, something about it. It's known as the astral wind. And it can sound like whip cracking and stuff like that. Yes, it could also be to do with um, you being in that hypnagogic state and therefore whatever your body does function-wise, like moving blood around in a different way or in a slower way, and you hear that because you're awake mm. as opposed to being asleep, it could be that. Yeah. But it's so bizarre when you experience something and think, that was dead weird. And when you read about it, you go, since time immemorial, like, this has been happening to people who have attempted this. So if you hadn't... Freaked so much, you might have astrally projected because you might have been on the right. Yes, because that's the, that's the entire point of it. Is that, that's the sort of the catch twenty two of astral projection is that you need to remain completely calm throughout all of the initial steps to get out of your body. But at the moment, I for me anyway, the moment that you've sensed shit, this could be happening. Your heart rate speeds up, mm. and you're awake you again. Come out of it. Yeah, it's a very bizarre thing. Mm-hmm. Very bizarre thing. But what think you about the question at the end? Is reading about demons enough to summon a demon? Well, no, obviously not. I don't think people are summoning demons. But reading about demons is enough to plant the suggestion in your mind that there are demons around, and therefore you would subscribe any little thing, any little noise, and your paranoia would take over and you'd subscribe that to to demons. I think it's suggestibility is key. Yeah. We were talking about this with a friend last night about the dangers of committing into something in the esoteric 100% without any solid proof. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And that's the day, I think that's the, the, the something we, we don't often talk, this is very serious, but I think it's something we don't often talk about in the, te- in the world of the paranormal, is how 100% blind belief um, can be a very mentally dangerous thing to have. Mm. So for example, I was talking about a friend of mine who who had a chat with someone who told him like all this like this guy this guy he was talking to was acting like a guru mm. and was like we've been waiting for you to arrive and all this yeah and he's not a tip me mate but if he was more susceptible he could have very easily have walked away from that conversation believing he was some sort of god-given deity do you know what i mean yeah um Whereas even even I wouldn't do that and you know how much you might i know no. you might seriously if someone said to you ah Kevin. No, I wouldn't because they're waiting for you. you. Know all about you. No, but and they started using some Barnum statements on you. I think you might. Get don't be. How dare you? I, I wouldn't fall for a Barnum statement. You would if they were flattering. Well, of course, you're I'd special, fall. aren't you, Kevin? Yeah. I'd fall for, do you remember that time? Speaking of which, when me, you, and your dad and your dad's mate went out for a drink. Oh God! Yeah. And um, and you gang of absolute <laughs> bastards decided when I went to the toilet, you were like to your dad and your dad's mates. You know what? Kev's got such a big head. That if right, you this just... wasn't my idea. Whose idea I was it? I can't remember whose idea. It wasn't mine because it wouldn't have occurred to me to be such a trickster. But <laughs> it has happened. It is dead funny. <laughs> so what we did was like, 
the polar opposite of bullying, which everyone was dead nice to you. I basically just like did nothing but compliment you. And Agreed point, with everything I said. Yeah, at one point you even started being that insufferable with it that I was about to argue with you. And my dad subtly was like <laughs> tapping me on the back, to, you know, to remind me to bring yeah. me back into it because I couldn't even go along with it for ten minutes. And you know, but my God, you were you were insufferable. You were immediately. It was, I, even I like as an experiment, as a social experiment. Even I, well, it wasn't a social experiment. It was fucking bullying. But, <laughs> it wasn't. It was but my point is, even I was taken back with how quickly, within a matter of minutes, genuinely, literal this is, minutes. This is literal minutes. Genuinely, I came back from the toilet and they started this ruse. So all it was, it was like just being, like just, just basically, like I go in with everything he said. So no, it was say, also saying things like, "You always have good ideas, though, Kev." Yeah. So like you'd say something, and everyone would be like, "God, yeah, you know what? That's absolutely right, Kev. Yeah, yeah. No, I think you're spot on there, mate. Never yeah. thought about it. Yeah, like you always that. have you have a good, good, great perspective on a lot of things. You yeah, Kev, you know yeah. things like this. No, you're dead smart. You aren't. You, you know, right. Gen- genuinely, genuinely, right. From coming back from the toilet to that, it was... Have you got to take that call? Okay. Was that you and me? No, I'm fine. Come on. Um, anyway, from... Yeah, coming back to the toilet, you um, you told someone... Uh, this is literally within 10 minutes. This is what I mean, within 10 minutes. It went from We're genuinely within 10 minutes. Within 10 minutes. Arriving back and sitting at the table where yeah. nothing's happened as of yet, within 10 minutes of this starting. flattering conversation, Yeah. I genuinely said, go on, you know what, Dave? Because you sort of said, you know what, Dave? I'd have cured cancer here, wouldn't I? If it wasn't for this one, this one obviously being me. Yeah. If it wasn't for her, I know I'd have cured cancer if it wasn't for her. Like seriously, it was even worse than that. I think I turned around and said, you know what? I genuinely believe if it was given time to myself and wasn't bothered by her all the time, mm-hmm. I could have probably cured cancer by yeah, now. And then you led a rousing rendition of a song which only word was Kev. Kev, Kev, Kev. You know, like like a drinking song where people have like a pie in the hands and their elbows are going left to right. Yeah. Like like the villagers in, Be- in The Beast when they're singing about Gaston. Gaston. Yeah. Uh, Kev, 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 Kev. So yeah. obviously as well, this, we all joined in with it. <laughs> <laughs> it was ridiculous. Yeah. Mm. And, then, and then it came back down to earth with a, a, a bang, because you all went, we, you yeah, know, we, we were just fucking lying, you yeah. idiot. Now, what I would like to say is that at one point, I think maybe you went out for a cigarette or something, and everyone went, right, now let's do it the other way, negative. And I was like, no, because that's just dead mean. Absolutely not. You might have had a breakdown. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And then what would have been? And then, when he next comes back, I'll pass him the razor blade, and we'll just tell him what the no. best places to cut. No, but it was it was really funny. Um, and you did let yourself down. I did let myself down. <laughs> Especially the, the song. No, it's more the fact that the genuinely, I, in my mind, I was like, I probably could cure cancer if it was given the time. Yeah, if it wasn't for her, hound me wanting to like go off for dinner and stuff bloody nuisance over here honest to god mm. what an absolute tool yeah but seriously like, the speed was remarkable I know, yeah. that like, like we're genuinely talking about 10 minutes like it's not this but wasn't I'm not, you know, I'm not blind to it either this is the worrying thing in my, like there's that test isn't that that, that Darren Brown does on one of his programs he does that test it's got a name mm. and it's basically um, how people respond to authority and the test and it's been a, a repeated uh, proven um, psych, um, scientific experiment mm. is you get a group of people and one by one you bring them into a room and it's how they react to someone in authority so they're told that there is a dial and a button and they're told that in another room this dial goes from like 0 to 100 and they're told in another room is a person who's strapped to electric um, like points around the body and the fellow in the white coat says to this person who, who's not in on any of this they're, they're the subject they'll be like 10 up to 10 
and press the button. So they do, and they press the button, and they can hear from the other room, ah! Mm. And it's about, and then the person will say, like, 10 or up to 20, press the button. And it's about how far will people go yeah. in the knowledge of the hurt and some more. When told by authority. When told by authority. And the amount yeah, of people that get to the point of 100 and press it, and mm. they don't hear any scream, mm. implying they've killed the person. Yeah. But they're fine with it because they, they feel absolved because, because someone was, in yeah. an authority you know, they told They actually them. used that study in the defence of the Nazis at like the war trials after, you know, after really? World War Two. Yeah, that was like that was one of like formed part of the defence that it it was like that these people were just acting on orders and shouldn't be punished for something they were told to do. Here's another, I mean, we're not, this is getting a bit off topic for Reddit Corner, but I think it's a very important thing that I've watched recently. I've got a friend of mine who's suffering with addiction problems, and he sent me through a video that he'd seen on his TED Talk, and it was about a scientific experiment that was done, and it was about our knowledge about addiction, mm. and about apparently our knowledge and our, what we, how we treat addiction is based on studies done in the 30s with rats, where they basically got rats in empty cages put cocaine and heroin and stuff in one water bottle mm. and normal water in another bottle. And they always went for the heroin or cocaine one. Mm-hmm. Got addicted and died. And this guy argued, yeah, well, that's because that's the only thing that was in the cage. So he repeated the experiment. But within the cage, he made it a rat heaven. So there was things to play with. There were other mice. There was females to interact with. There's there was a society. There was food. Um, and then he put like a cocaine-laced water bottle in there and a normal water-laced bottle the rat tried both and stuck with the normal water bottle. Mm, because it didn't and need Because it. it didn't need it. And he, the whole point of the discussion was that its addiction feels like support. And that's the thing. Like, when you don't feel supported in life mm. or have a support mechanism to fall back on, yeah. the addictive substance becomes that support mechanism. It mm. becomes that reason to get through the day um, that gets you up every morning. Yeah. And it's such an interesting, insightful video. Anyway, I just wanted to share that whilst it was on my mind because it's a. I think addiction is one of those things where pe- people can look down the noses at addicts, and um, and that's not right. I don't think. Anyway. 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 We're not topic though. Yeah. So. Uh, Who, th- what is this? A Reddit corner coup? This is a Reddit TED talk. <laughs> I know. Yeah, a Reddit corner coup. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, you want to add before we say tatty bye? I don't think so. Okay, well, as ever, thank you for bringing us to your corner. Pleasure. Thank you for visiting Reddit Corner with Becca. Thanks. I don't know what I meant to say. That was beautiful. Thanks. You're probably not supposed to say that. So I have this vision of everyone who's got headphones in, like, probably flinching. Fucking hell, stop shouting. Sorry, guys. Bye. Say bye. Bye. That's how you speak normally. That's why you need to hire up.